Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Made Simple. I'm Sam Moss, the CEO and co-founder of One Click Agency. On this show, I interview marketing experts from fast-growing B2B SaaS companies. We feature podcast episodes I'm a guest on, and sometimes we throw in a consulting call I've done with another company. Our goal with this show is to equip you and give you the tools you need to be the best marketer you can be. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of B2B Made Simple. We're back for week two of our marketing AMA where we get uh, questions from LinkedIn, from LinkedIn DMs and uh, you know what people are just asking us. We put it into a podcast episode and are looking to provide you some value. Um, and maybe some of these questions you've been wondering answers or wanting answers to and someone else asks them. Um, so we'll say it at the end, but even now, if you have questions for this segment, um, feel free to DM them to me on, on LinkedIn. Sam Moss uh, should pop up, send me a LinkedIn DM, and then we will probably feature you here on an episode. Um, so to kick it off, I have a question from Joe. Do you think blogs are not worth doing anymore? Um, I think I think they are worth doing in the right context. Um, so if your go-to-market strategy is to build off of SEO, then you need a blog strategy because there's not many other ways that you can do that to get discoverability to your website, right? I know keywords and stuff like that, and I'm not an SEO expert, but I know you need blogs. Now, we do not have an SEO strategy. We have not really put any time into it at all. And the reason being is because we believe our buyers are built off of relationship, um, seeing us in a LinkedIn feed and listening to our podcast. Would SEO work? Probably. Um, but it's not where we're focusing. So I have nothing against blogs. And I think that SEO is a, a key factor for a lot of different companies marketing strategy, and you need blogs to be successful at that. So definitely um, not really throwing water on blogs, just not really for us. Michael asked, um, I tried to do this earlier this year and couldn't get a critical mass of people on an AMA podcast. So he was trying to do like a live podcast similar to what um, Chris Walker does. He says, planning to restart it, but do you have any tips on getting enough people to join? Um, so if you listen back to Chris Walker's podcast, so if you go back and listen to like the early episodes of what they did, he had Gatano Denardi on the show. And the reason I believe that he did that is because he probably didn't think that he could get enough pull with just his name. Um, I haven't asked him that, so I don't know 100%. But what's cool is Gatano was the subject matter expert that brought a lot of his audience with him, right? And it wasn't anything super polished. But Chris has built a name for himself because of those episodes. And if you listen carefully, Chris hosted them early on with Gatano, and then they started, Gatano had some things come up, and Chris started doing these solo episodes, these AMAs, alone, because he had built a name for himself by bringing someone else on, some of their audience, a lot of their knowledge, and he bantered back and forth on the calls, and now people know who Chris Walker is, and he's created this huge name for himself. Um, so build a name for yourself, and then you can take it over eventually once you feel like, wow, we have some people coming to this um, that are continuing week or month over month, um, and then take the plunge and see if you could do a solo episode. All right. Um, 
George, what are your thoughts on LinkedIn polls? You know, I'm kind of torn on these. They really do annoy me from time to time. Um, but when they are done right and they deliver value, I actually don't really mind them. It's the the stupid ones that like have no point that just are annoying and shouldn't be in the feed. But if it's something like, I'm trying to think of an example, but basically where if I see the results, I look at it and go, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, then I'm like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not that, I'm not going to throw too much water on a pole if it has value. All right. Nicole had a great question here. Um, any thoughts on how to create a holistic marketing team while creating quote swim lanes for individuals to own? Um, so to preface, I think that there is this trend and I'm not against it by any means of marketers being able to do a number of different things. But what she's asking is like, how do we not one step on toes and three, like actually have something for everyone to own, even though they can do a number of different things. Um, and what I would say to that is cr communication and well-defined responsibilities need to be the, pr the main priority here. Um, so that means actually writing them down, getting them documented. Um, and even though everyone might be contributing to something, for example, like content marketing, because of these quote, holistic marketers, you still need one person, it can only be one to own the role. So your head of content, your director of content, whatever it may be. Now, everyone else can contribute to that role, but they have to report back to this person. And that person needs to be defined as the head of that function or whatever. Now, keep in mind, a single person can be over multiple responsibilities um, or legs of marketing, but you can't have multiple people in one seat or one role. Um, so like, for example, two heads of demand, like who's going to report to who someone has to own it. Um, and once everything is clear on what they should be doing, or once everyone is clear on what they should be doing, um, and they know who's responsible for each portion of the marketing strategy, one, you'll be better off. And two, everyone can now contribute if they have skills in that area. So hopefully that clears it up. Um, next question here was from Joseph. Are LinkedIn company pages as important as the individuals representing that uh, company pages? I, th I think he meant, um, is there, which is more important, company pages or individual? Um, I would argue that individual, individual uh, pages or personal profiles are way more important on LinkedIn than a company page. Um, the reason being is people want a connection with a person. That's, that's the whole reason behind community and social media is to be social. So I think that they have way more pull. For example, Chris Walker has way more pull on his personal LinkedIn than he does his LinkedIn page. Now their LinkedIn page is definitely growing. If you look at Gong or if you look at Drift, if you look at Gravy, they're all really great examples of companies that have both a company profile and the personal profiles. And the, pros the personal profiles are killing it. Um, now I'm not saying that you shouldn't grow your company page. Um, we're working on ours, it's nowhere near what some of the other ones are out there. Um, but I believe that personal pages drive more growth for a company. Um, and with that being said, though, the company page is really just free real estate when you execute it well. And what I mean by that is the content on there needs to deliver. And you need to pull away from being this selfish PR push 
on those pages because people are just going to skim over the content and they're not going to engage and then the algorithm is going to realize that your page is just putting out crap and then it's not going to show it to anybody. <sighs> Catherine, um, would you say demand is similar to brand building? Um, yeah, I would say they're very similar. I wouldn't say that they're, that they're the exact same thing. Um, they're not really the exact same thing. I would say that brand is more of an organic play and a long-term like we are hoping for results down the road to snowball instead of right now. I would say that creating demand is basically nurturing the market into a buying cycle sooner than they had realized. So this is how I'd actually define it. I have it written down here. Um, what do you believe about X that will move someone into a buying cycle sooner than they had planned? And basically creating demand is um, telling everybody what X is, whether it's through paid or, or whatever, right? Um, now both lead to pipeline and revenue so I guess, yes, they would be similar, um, but they both have different strategies behind them, even though they have the same outcome. Um, and again, probably a good que uh, question for Chris Walker, but uh, hopefully I did it some justice. All right, Abby says, out of curiosity, have you ever seen B2B ads that actually work on LinkedIn? The ones I see are very underwhelming offers of eBooks. Um, Abby, I see the exact same thing all the time. Um, I have never clicked on a, a LinkedIn ad for the purpose of maybe I want to buy this. I have clicked on it because I see a crappy one. I'm just curious to see what it makes me do. Um, and I've definitely never bought anything because of a LinkedIn ad. However, many companies are having success with them, um, creating demand, whether it's putting out case studies, um, content, uh, whatever it may be, I know that companies are having su success. I just haven't seen it in my feed per se. Um, but here's something to keep in mind. When done right, I don't actually need to click the ad for the ad to do its job or the link. Um, I just need to consume the headline, maybe some of the copy and remember the brand and probably the the problem that they're saying is being, uh, they fix or whatever, right? So, Keep that in mind as well. You don't have to download the ebook or whatever it may be. Or, well, I guess that doesn't really apply. But if you see an ad, you don't always have to click it for it to do its job. So keep that in mind. I could be subconsciously like more aware of a company now because I've been scrolling past their ads and quickly pausing and I wouldn't be able to remember it here. Um, and again, that's more of a brand play. Uh, but keep that in mind as well. Um, Chad asked, based on this definition which I agree with, could you see companies shifting away uh, with marketing and sales, uh, shifting the way marketing and sales are compensated in the future? So I had written a post about um, how marketing needs to lead to the sale um, or make sales easier, something along those lines. And he told me he agreed with that. Um, and he asked like the compensation structure, do I see it changing? So I would say that's a really tough one to gauge. Um, especially how the future will unfold. But I do see, and I can see some companies trying this and thinking it will help. So basically um, paying marketing like a commission if they get uh, pipeline and revenue or if a sale is attributed to marketing solely, I could definitely see companies trying to um, implement that. But I think it will do way more harm than good because it's just going to create attribution wars that ultimately hurt 
both sales and marketing down the road. And it's going to bring us full measure or full circle back to measuring eBooks again, which we've fought all this time to, to eliminate this and open up the gates per se. Right? So why bring us all the way back to where we're tracking every single thing, wondering where it came from first touch, last touch, whatever it may be just to give commission to marketing on the quote lead they created. I think it's going to be an absolute mess if companies try to to do that. It's going to defeat the whole purpose. Um, yeah, so there's my rant on that. So Surav asked, uh, what's your most productive way of generating leads? Uh, for us, it's pretty simple. It's creating content um, on LinkedIn that's helpful and educational for our ideal buyers. Um, the key here is your content has to deliver. It has to be good. It has to be engaging. And it has to be something that is useful, helpful, uh, and helpful for your ideal buyer. That's really what it boils down to. And we've gotten a ton of inbound leads because of it. Not because we're posting on LinkedIn saying, hey, here's our services. DM us if you need help with X. It's People aren't dumb. They're going to know what we do if they see our content in the feed over and over again and it's helpful to them. They're going to see our LinkedIn headline. They're going to check out our profile. They're going to go to our website. They're going to listen to our podcast. All of those things are directly tied to posting good content on LinkedIn. Um, and now we're starting to see a lot of chatter because of our podcast. Um, so people are finding value in it just like they are the LinkedIn post. Um, and a lot of times we don't get an inbound lead directly from our podcast. But when we're on a sales call, or I'm, I'm talking to a potential buyer, they're like, hey, we've actually been or I have been listening to your podcast for a while, I really enjoy it. Um, and a lot of times the discoverability came through LinkedIn, and then it led to the podcast. Um, so I think the two in tandem really are the number one way that we generate leads. All right, the last question I have here is from Rapti. Um, we can say that all sales are influenced by marketing at some point, but should every marketing strategy lead to sales? Um, it's kind of tough to say, but I would, I would think no, and this is why. Um, if I posted on LinkedIn in hopes of getting a lead, and I just touched on this, my content would suffer. People would tune me out because it's, basically a sales pitch in the LinkedIn feed. I know I don't, I scroll past content like that. Um, if our podcast, like the goal of our podcast was to get a lead from each episode, the content would suffer. If this AMA was meant to get leads, we'd put an ad in the middle of the episode about what we do. And then people would probably stop listening, right? Because all we're doing is trying to pitch what we do. Some things should just be done for the sake of building brand. Will it lead to sales down the road? Indirectly, yes. And I think that's the key there. You have to create, your marketing does need to indirectly lead to sales, but it doesn't always have to directly lead to sales. Because obviously like this podcast, I want someone to listen to it and eventually know who we are, what we do and buy from us. That'd be really cool. But I'm not going to put an ad in the middle of our podcast hoping that it happens today. I'm going to play the long game. The same with our LinkedIn content all of that stuff. Um, so again, will it turn to revenue? Absolutely down the road. Um, but that shouldn't be your main goal. So think about the long, the long run, what's going to happen down the road? Um, who will your who will a listener tell about your show? So if someone's listening to this, they might never buy from us. But who are they going to tell that this is a good marketing show? That person tunes in, they tell another person that person tunes in, 
and then they buy from us, right? So it's not because we're putting an ad in the, in the, in the episode, it's we delivered value and the content was helpful. The same thing with LinkedIn. Like let's say someone's consuming the marketing content, they never ever buy from us, but they tell someone, hey, Sam has pretty good content on LinkedIn, why don't you go uh, follow him, right? And then that connection reaches out about what we do, right? All of this doesn't directly lead to sales, but it indirectly does. And I think that's mainly our goal behind what we do is to indirectly influence um, pipeline and revenue down the road. And I think that that's probably one of the best things you can do to keep people engaged with your content and also create business results um, in the months to come. Uh, all right. So that's all I have when it comes to questions for this edition of the AMA here. Um, again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, if you want, if you have a question you want featured on here, happy to do so. Just submit it uh, via LinkedIn DM, Sam Moss on LinkedIn. Be happy to tackle it here on the show. And until next time, have a good week, everybody.